Hello, this is Adam Began, and I'm the host of Historically Haunted Show, where I talk about some very rare historical and haunted locations that I visited. I also interview some of the very best in the paranormal and cryptozoology field. So tune in every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Paranormal King Radio Network and prepare to be educated about the unknown. Hey, historians, welcome back to not only another great episode of the Historically Haunted Show on the one and only Paranormal King Radio Network, but this is actually the first episode or the first show of season two. My my uh, my, my year anniversary was a couple of days around Halloween, so I'm calling Halloween my year anniversary because it sounds cool. And um, yeah, so this is my first, my first uh, show back. Um, so it's episode one of season two. Before I bring my guest on real quick, Friday before Halloween, um, Heather and I got invited to go down to Historically Haunted Paranormal. We had a table for free. We got invited personally down to Quincy, Massachusetts, which is part of South Boston, by uh, Alexandria Saar and Kenneth Drake, who are psychic mediums. And Kenneth Drake's been doing this for 20 years. He invited us down there to have a table, like a meet and greet thing. And uh, he actually confessed, he, uh, he, he, he comped my, uh, my, my hotel for the night. And we got a table for free. It was a mini Paracon. It was a it was like invite only, so to speak, but um, I want to give that a shout out. If you guys could check that out. Um, it was great to be a part of that. We made a lot of new friends. I get to look up some Whitey Bulger gangster mafia sites in Quincy. Got to go to the first Dunkin' Donuts ever in Quincy, Massachusetts. So we made a weekend out of it. But um, but yeah, that was great. So uh, thanks to them. But my guest tonight is someone really close to me. He's uh, I, I wouldn't say he's my boss, <laughs> but I, I, he's someone I look up to. He's someone that kind of is... Um, ahead of me in the Warren Legacy Foundation for um, uh, Paranormal Research, uh, Joe Frank. Um, um, he, he's, he does his own thing, too. We're going to dive into that. But he's a mentor. He's been doing this for a long time. He's great, great friends with Chris McKinnell, Ed and Lorraine Warren's uh, grandson and the leader of the foundation. And this guy here is a busy cat. He's been on almost everybody's shows. <laughs> he's got some shit lined up this weekend. We're going to talk all about that. So without further ado, Mr. Joe, how are you, my brother? I'm doing well, Adam. Thank you so much for having me on. I I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Did I say that last name right, right, Frank? Yeah, it's Joe. Yeah, Frankie. Frank. Okay, Frankie. Uh, with the okay. E and it. No, I just Frankie. Okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> call Perfect. me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Not that I've so, missed too many. <laughs> <laughs> so as I did say before, you are the chairman of the board and the regional director um, for the Northeast region in America. And the CIO of the, uh, like I mentioned, the Warren Legacy Foundation for Paranormal Research, which was started by Lorraine uh, uh, Warren and Chris McKennell. But, of course, it's just Chris McKennell now that kind of leads it, even though he doesn't like to be called a leader, so mm -hmm. to speak. But he kind of is. He's the face. But there's a lot of us. But you're also the senior founder of uh, investigation. You're also 
the senior investigator and founder of the Connecticut Paranormal Research Society, which is very cool. So uh, let's talk about that first, because that's something not many people don't really know so much about. How did that all come yeah. about? Well, I mean, I, I started in this work back in 1986 when I, um, the Warrens, I met the Warrens at a lecture, one of their lectures. Uh, um, and, and I could talk about a little bit more of that in a minute, but, um, to answer your question about fast forward about four or five years after that, I, I met a friend who actually lived in a haunted house with his wife and the Warrens actually took that on as a case. And I met, uh, Orlando Ferranti, my good friend, and we, we formed our own team. I think we officially formed it in 93 called the Connecticut Paranormal Research Society, obviously based out of, out of Connecticut where I live. And, um, you know, we've just the two, it's just the two of us. I mean, I, we don't have any other team members. Uh, mm -hmm. I have some team in the background that helped me with administrative tasks and some PR stuff and things like that. But when it comes down to you know, actually going out and investigating and helping people, uh, it's just he and I, because where I really specialize in is the negative or uh, demonic cases. Um, so normally, you know, I, these days I get a phone call when, when, you know, somebody goes in there and they're like, uh, I'm in over my head. I don't know what to do, which is perfectly normal. I mean, cause there's not too many people out there that's been doing this for almost 40 years, you know, yeah. that's fine. You know, that's why I love to lecture and I love to educate, um, not only, you know, the general public, but also my, my, my fellow comrades, you know, um, and, uh, you know, look, Adam, I, I don't profess to know everything. I'm still learning every day. Uh, life is just a con continuous journey for me, but uh, I was taught by, you know, uh, my mentors Ed and Lorraine and Ed taught me a lot about uh, dealing with uh, negative forces. And I just want to, you know, hopefully pass that knowledge on to people that will take over after I'm gone. You know, well, you're very, you're very humble. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't think I have an ego. I hope I don't. I hope people don't think no. I do. You know, but no. I don't like being called an expert because, in my opinion, an expert is someone that knows everything. You know, and and no nobody on earth knows everything. But you know, um, you know, people call me an expert in in the fact that I've been doing this so long. I've got a lot lot of cases, thousands probably under my belt. Wow. You know, and uh, believe me though, seriously, folks, when my phone doesn't ring, I'm happy. You know, uh, because mm -hmm. if my phone rings and someone's like, "Joe, I need your help," that means something's going on. And I yeah. don't take pleasure in this. I mean, I've been physically beat up and assaulted, and I'm a big guy. I mean, you know, you know when I was younger, I was 350 pounds, like a bench press a train. You were a weightlifter, I mean, yeah. You were a weightlifter. Yeah, I was yeah. a weightlifter. I wasn't a bodybuilder because they're skinny. <laughs> 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 I tell everybody, hey, look, I'm in shape. Round is a shape, all right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you were the tough man competition. You'd look at the big beer kegs over your head and shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, in, in my day, maybe, but now I'm, I'm an old guy. There, but see, I mean, know. that's with any profession, though, Joe. I mean, like a cop goes to work, hopefully he can get paid just to relax and not get that call that some baby died or some accident. No one wants that yeah. call. But at the no, same time, nobody wants that call. no, but at the same time, Joe, just like them, you're willing to take that on. And I think that's a duty and a service that a lot of people don't take serious enough. And I think yeah. that's what people like Ed and Lorraine Warren brought to the table and opened this up from silly Ghostbuster shit, which I love Ghostbusters, the movie, yeah. but it's really yeah, deeper yeah. than that. And that's where I think we step in and people like you step in at the Warren Legacy Foundation. That's why you're ahead of it. Um, Cause you, you said you've had so many under your belt and I think less is more. The Warren Legacy Foundation's a lot of members, but with you and your, your partner, just you two, 
you know, you're not going there to take selfies and and and, and have pizza no. parties. You're there to, to help people and get work done. You don't need an audience. You just need a couple of professionals. You know what I mean? You know. What yeah, I mean. I mean, Chris. You know, Chris McKinnell is uh, Warren's biological grandson. He's the son of uh, Judy, who who is their only child, their daughter Judy. Uh, yep. And you know, Chris is a wonderful guy, and I've known him, you know, for 36 years. Uh, wow. And you know, he is the CEO of the Warren Legacy Foundation. He's the man in charge. But, you know, we do have a board of directors. I think there's seven of us, and they unanimously voted me to be chairman of the board, but um, wow. which is fine. I'm proud to serve. And uh, That was back know, in my, April, right, or I'm May of this year, I think? Uh, yeah, it was recent. It was recent because uh, I was out of a picture for a while dealing with my own health issues, so I was taking yes. a back seat. And, but now I'm like, well, you know, I need, I need to get more involved to help this organization yeah. grow. You're never and, fully um, out of it, really. Let's be real. I mean, of course, you're, no, no, I, one, you're but not. I mean, but then with COVID, you know, for the past couple of years, I've been doing a lot of stuff uh, remotely yeah. through Zoom and things like that because, you know, we couldn't do a lot of traveling or any traveling, really, with COVID. Well, you're making um, up for it now, man. But, you're a busy beaver all over the place. Yeah. Florida, well, New York. I mean, okay. <laughs> when we, need to, we need to spread the word, uh, you know, but I always tell our members, you know, be humble. You know, I don't like egos. I don't like pretentious people. I don't like people that have that look at me syndrome. Uh, it's, be, you know, just because you've been on television or featured in an episode of whatever, you know, that, you're, that doesn't mean you're somebody. Because half of these people out there probably would crap themselves if they ever were faced with something real like that. You yeah. know, it's all for show. You know, yeah. and I'm probably going to get some people upset with me for saying that, but I know I'm in the know. I know what goes on behind the scenes. I know things are faked. I, I you know, there's things that, yeah. you know, people with their jaws would hit the floor if I told them, but I wouldn't do that publicly. It's just, yeah. I turn down television shows. I don't do them anymore. I turned down the show from HBO. I turned down the show Ghost Hunters 20 years ago. You know, I didn't want that. This is a vocation for me. It's not an occupation. Wow. And, you know, I, I could have been rich and famous, but that's not what I got into this work for. I was chosen well, to do this preaches. work to do good. Yeah. You know. and, and that's why we kind of did from, from our sister company, Nesper, so to speak. I mean, as much as I love Annabelle and the Conjuring thing, we're not really about that. We're more about, and not knocking Nesper. I'm friends with Tony. I'm friends with Dan. I'm friends yeah. with all them guys. And I wish I it was Tony. a Tony's like family to me. I've known they're, Tony oh, they're as great. long as I knew the ones. But they, uh, but I they, love them. I, I, they're like family to me. Well, you know. exactly. And I love the 28 days series. That's all great. But with us, you know that with, with the Warren, and I'm so proud to be part of it. And you recently named me the uh, Northeast chapter historian, which is great. And I'm still looking up info on that case. I haven't forgot. It's just hard. No, that was okay. a hard one to dig. Well, with and, your um, expertise with, 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 with research, I'm like, I'm going to use you at that capacity. And oh, that know, means not so everyone much to has me, to be Joe. an investigator. I'm not going to send just anybody, you know, if you don't have you know, the knowledge or expertise, or if it's not your forte to go into a private home and, and try to help a family, I'm not going to put you at risk like that. But someone with your knowledge and expertise to do research is invaluable. Research oh. is the key. You know, that's why I sent you that because uh, someone had, had sent me this video or whatever. And, and, you know, they were just curious about it. And, you know, it's not, you know, nothing negative or bad, but I said, Hey, Adam, can you take a look and see if anyone passed away at this location maybe we're seeing some vibrations of the past or some kind of um uh apparition i'm not even sure that the video is so short it's it's, it's hard kind to of see. short yeah it's hard to dig but, up with the lay 
not not much mm-hmm. just coming on the history of the land, but that that's what I like. That's the nerdy behind the scenes stuff that I kind of like the research part. Yeah, and, and, and you I, may I, not for, find anything. Yeah, you, know, you may not. Oh, I love, you know, you know, I've been watching <laughs> your things. I, I love the places you're going. I'm jealous. I wish. I love oh, I, I love the that. state of Maine. My, I'm born and raised in Connecticut, but my heart's in Maine. I have well, you, Nubble there. Lighthouse. Uh, is it Nubble? Yeah, Nubble Lighthouse yeah. in Cape Netics, Your photo there, your background. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I people's like Joe, you moved. I'm like, no, I just put it on my Facebook page because I want to go up there. <laughs> uh, you got to go I to actually, this winter time, I, man. They deck it all up for Christmas, Joe. You'd love it. They, they put lights all over at Christmas oh, yeah. time, man. I'm trying to get up there. I'm, I, you know, I, I, I love lighthouses. It's just a passion. I'd love mind. to meet you for a coffee, Joe. I'd love to meet you at the lighthouse. Maybe bring a coffee and, back and you know, just absolutely. Talk. I'm, I'm actually talking to my wife to go up there maybe early December for for a weekend or something, just a quick getaway. And I'll let you know. I'd love to see you. That'd be um, fantastic. I just, I, I just, I have to get through this month because another thing I wanted to mention, part of my CPRS uh, investigation, is the North Conway Scenic Railroad up in New Hampshire. And thank you for sending me that info. Um, they contacted me some months ago and they just want to do a fun little investigation thing because some of their employees that have been there for many, many years, I'm talking like 30 years are, are saying, you know, we've seen apparitions and, you know, uh, things here, places built in 1874. It's, yeah. it's been a few things. There was a railroad station for many years. Then it was like a pharmacy, I think a firehouse. Yes. And now, it, yep. it, you know, back in the seventies, it got revamped and it's, it's uh, the North Conway scenic railroad. I think it was a uh, post office so they, too or something. Uh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe it was a post office, but you know, it's got a lot of history to it. So it yep. wouldn't surprise me that there may be, you know, um, some, some sightings, uh, there. Well, do you remember, do you remember I found out that a train hit another train there and it was a fire and six people died and four firefighters got burned severely there in like yes, 1905. You told me that. Yes. And I, I looked mentioned that, up. that to the marketing manager that contacted me and he didn't even know about that. Oh, no way. So what I'm doing is in two weeks from today, actually. So it's coming up. This is why I've been so busy. Uh, I'm going up there on a Friday and I'm going to, I'm going to interview the employees uh, and then we're going to do like Friday night, we're going to do like a little investigation. Basically, we're just going to take a couple of people around and see what we experience. Uh, I'm not expecting anything to happen, but you never know. And then Saturday night, they've booked a local golf course or country club has a community room and we're going to lecture there. Now the lecture is basically going to be, you know, like, the lecture I'm doing tomorrow, because even if I capture any evidence, I'm not going to know because I'm not going to have time to go through all the evidence, you know, right. uh, for Saturday night. But I will well, speak to well, people. It's totally about, different anyway. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, people just love the paranormal, especially around this time of year, Halloween, you know, which is cool, you know, but we, I do this stuff year round. Yeah. You know, and I like it. to lecture. I do a lot of libraries. I do colleges. I do private organizations for fundraisers and things like oh. that. You know, but yeah, it, you know, I, there is an entertainment factor to it. Cause I'm a big, I'm a big ham. I do make them interesting and funny and things like that. But then when it's time to get serious, <laughs> people know I'm serious and I, I just want to educate. And there's you know, usually in the crowd, there's a lot of people that are part of a, um, their own paranormal team, which I, I that is fine. You know, but I try to tell those folks, listen, you know, make sure you don't misre- misrepresent yourself. Okay. A lot of people out there are thrill seekers and they're just in it to get the money shot, to throw up on their social media and their YouTube page and everything. 
you know, yeah. but when you're dealing with a frightened family, when you they've got some activity going on that may be, you know, an infestation where you've got poltergeist activity, we've got dishes flying at you and chairs and tables and things like that. They want to, they don't know what's going on. They're freaking out. They're scared, you know? And then, you you know, you go in there and you say, okay, it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's demonic. Hollywood would have you believe that there's a demon lurking around every corner. That's not the way it works. Demonic cases are actually very rare, you know, because with demonic cases or, yeah. or negative entity cases, whatever, however you want to categorize it, there has to be an entry point. There has to be a doorway that has been opened for this. And it has to be opened by your own free will. We all were given free will and God doesn't meddle with that. God lets us have our own free will, you know, and the way, you know, we, we, when we pray for things, you know, we have to wait for those answers. If it's one thing Ed taught me is like, you know, spirits don't come in your time. They come in God's time. They come when they're ready. It could be a week, a year, 10 years down the road. You know, the same thing with the negative entities. You may be playing with fire today and going, in, hey, if this is the gates of hell, why don't you come out and grab me? You shouldn't be saying that. No. You just opened the door on your own free will. Even if you're just messing around for TV, you just opened the doorway that, and they're waiting. They're waiting there just for that invitation. That's and a... you never know. So it's like, ah, oh, yeah, I've been playing with the Ouija board for 10 years. Nothing's ever happened to me. I'm like, yeah, okay. 10 years oh, wait. from now when you're at your most vulnerable point there's no time or distance in the spirit world no not that it's, i know of you know it's like it's like going by, it's like going by a tied up dog and kicking rocks at it every day one of these days that rope's gonna break and that dog's gonna bite your ass <laughs> and that's a good analogy the, the one i use you know with with me is you know look i'm not impervious to this either you take a stick and you poke a tiger in the face for enough times he's gonna take a swat at you yes sir okay? yeah but Patience the, the negative entities I find in the cases I've worked on this, they don't want anything to do with me. They hide. And they're, and, and, and they're not hiding because they're afraid of me. Because I'm just a mortal man. I mean, it could rip me apart. I mean, I've been punched, scratched, bitten, pushed, told, burned, wow. picked up and thrown across the room. I had a case wow. I was picked up and thrown across the room about 12 feet, and I was 350 pounds. Holy this shit. thing threw me, and I got up, and I was more pissed off than I was scared. Wow. You know, and I'm like, I just got up and I'm like, is that all you got? You M I M F or I was, I was probably in my early twenties at the time. You know, that was the first case where I was really physically assaulted, but it's happened quite a few times since then. <sighs> and, but what they normally do is they'll hide in the shadows and you'll hear growling. You'll hear scratching. I, I have it on some on video. I'm going to show it tomorrow. Come on down. <laughs> well, actually, I want to say no, real quick, no, where, no, can, no. where can people find you? Where can people find your tour, your tickets, where you're going to be, uh, well, anything like that? Is there a site? There, yeah. The, we're doing, if anybody that's listening is in the local neighborhood. We got a bunch got of questions I got to ask you. Yeah, we got people in chat. We got like five questions I got to yeah. ask you. Well, I'll minutes. tell you real quick. So it's at the Lyman Hall High School in Wallingford, Connecticut, where I live. Uh, it's being put on by the adult education department. They asked me back in June to do a show. And it's a fundraiser for them. And uh, tickets are $20, but then $40 discount for a family of four. So if you've got a family of four, it's only 40 bucks. Wow. You know, um, so, and if you have a family of five, then it's 60 bucks, but you're still saving $40. So yep. sorry about the dogs in the background, guys. No, that's um, fine. I thought it was so, her dog for a minute. Uh, 
So it's Lyman Lyman Hall High School in Wallingford, Connecticut. It's on um, Pond Hill Road, I think. People could find okay. it all over my Facebook page and stuff. But, but yeah, what are all your future ones, like the one buddy. in New Hampshire, shit like that, though, the, the future ones? Do you have, like, a website? Yeah, so, I have. I don't have a website. I'm actually building one. My daughter's helping me with that because, you know, I have twin daughters that are 23. You know, they oh, know no, about all this stuff. But, but yeah, mm-hmm. the one in New Hampshire is going to be at the North <laughs> Conway Scenic Railroad. The date that I'm going to be doing the lecture is the 19th of November. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving. Oh, I don't cool. have any other information yet because the marketing manager up there is still putting this together okay. um, for me. But I, I will be posting on my Facebook page, my personal page, Joe Frankie, uh, and also my Connecticut Paranormal Research Society page. You know, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've got those couple of big things coming up. And then for December, I don't have any plans because my wife's going to divorce me. <laughs> ah, well, you got to say yeah. As you know, no, no, she won't. I've been together. No, no, no. I'm saying together. you don't get no plans. I'm saying no plans yet. I, I don't, I don't have any plans right now, but something could pop up. But I, I believe that we're probably going to pick up after the first of the year. Okay. Um, you know, so well, we got a we, we uh, got a yeah. baker's we got a baker's dozen here in chat, and some questions are coming at me, and I don't okay. want to hit you with forty at the last minute. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so, so uh, Carlos Nunez, what's up, Carlos? Long time listener. He says, "Hey, Joe, uh, curious. I love the Warrens. Uh, how many investigations did you do with them?" Oh God, I too many to count. I mean, I met with the Warrens. I was 18 years old. It was in 1986, and uh, I didn't, I didn't go on an investigation with them right away because they needed to, you know, uh, train me and stuff, but. Um, I've been on, God, I don't know, hundreds maybe over the years, um, wow. with them because that was part of my training was to go with them, you know? And I remember my wife at the time, who was just my girlfriend would come also and help take notes, you know, and stuff. And then when the kids started coming, she just stayed home, you know? Um, yeah. but a lot, many cases with the Warrens, uh, you know, they weren't demonic cases. Some of them were, were beautiful cases where someone's grandmother came for a visit you know and the rain being a clairvoyant medium could 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 talk and communicate with these spirits and so it was actually a a beautiful thing i didn't get involved in my first really bad demonic case for about oh maybe three years or so after i started with them wow um and i remember that one vividly because ed sent me there with another um uh, member uh, by ourselves there's just the two of us and uh, that was that was pretty interesting. This family was terrified. But, yeah, through the years, I used to go to their lectures. I also doubled as their security because every once in a while you get some hecklers and, you know, the naysayers. And I would just say, you know, hey, please, could you be respectful in my own sweet way? <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's back when you were bodybuilding and bench-pressing Buicks, right? Well, you know, it's, I was very kind to people. I, you know, I never manhandled anybody, you know, I'm also a black belt in Taekwondo. So, well, that helps. <laughs> you know, I, uh, no, well, you know, it's just, you know, people would, you know, have too much to drink and they'd start heckling them. Ah, that's all BS. I'm like, look, oh, yeah. you're page you're to see the show. you know, usually I just have to go up to him once and said, please be respectful, you know, cause Ed would look at me like, Hey Joe, get rid of this guy. I'm like, well, let me give him a chance. I'll tell them, yeah. I thought, you know, you got a chance, but if you open your mouth again, you're going to leave. That's all. That's all. Look, you tell them like I, it is. I welcome dissenting opinions. I welcome that. I welcome challenging questions. And if I don't know the answer, I'm going to say, you know, that's a good question. I don't know the answer, you know, because our answers yeah. don't come 
when we want them. You know, we have to do research. A lot of the answers people seek won't come in this lifetime. Maybe you, after you've passed on, you'll, you'll find the answer. Maybe we weren't meant to have the answer in this lifetime. But wow. you know, my, my job basically is to help people with their paranormal afflictions, help them face their fears, understand what's going on. Sometimes, you know, Adam, it's psychosomatic. One of the first questions I ask him is, how many of these TV shows do you watch? How many of these movies do you watch? Oh, I go, I go to all of them. I love all these TV shows. I said, well, then stop watching them because it's in your head. How many people out there could say they've watched uh, The Exorcist at 3 o'clock in the morning by themselves and then they have nightmares or they can't sleep or every little creaking <laughs> yeah. door and sound they hear, they think they got a demon lurking in the background. Look, if you, if you can't handle it, don't watch those TV shows and yeah. don't waste people's time that want to help if you really have a problem. And I'll say, well, has anything happened? Has anything physically assaulted you? Have you had any outward signs of physical manifestation, like poltergeist activity? Well, no, no, I just hear these noises. I hear these scratching. I said, you need to look at natural solutions first. Maybe you got a, uh, maybe you got a rodent in the house or a squirrel in your attic or something. I said, check all that out first before you go to the, go to the supernatural. You know, or paranormal, which is beyond normal, beyond the five senses, you know, preternatural. That was beyond the natural. You know, you got to look at things scientifically before you just immediately jump to the fact that I have a demon here. I I agree. I'm I'm dealing with a couple of cases now because a CIO, I'm the chief investigative officer. I'm not big on titles, folks. You know, the reason I have the titles is for the other members to know who I am and what I do. My job in the organization is to help the regional directors uh, throughout the globe. We have people all over the world. If they need my help, you know, because I may be a little bit more experienced in something, then I'm here for you. Otherwise, I'm not going to meddle in your cases. You know, if you need my help or my advice, I, you know, people call me all the time, and I'm, I'm happy to, to help them. But they'll well, call but also, because uh, Joe, at, at some point, Joe, too, do you got to ask yourself or do you question possible, and I mean this with all due respect, but do these people possibly, mm. uh, are we talking alcohol and drug abuse? Are they psychotic? Are they, are they just, exactly. they just want attention? So you know what I mean? We have, we have um, um, parameters. And, you know, one thing, a couple of things that we suggest is before we're going to send a team anywhere, we do tons of research on the people. And, that, and that's where you help come in. You know, before, you know, a team is going to go out there and these, these cases aren't right down the street. Some of them are hours away. Sometimes you got to jump on a plane. It's like, look, if there's something going on, okay, like I've got one in Sacramento we're dealing with now. I'm helping Father Ken and, and, and Stephanie and Francis and, um, uh, and those folks out there. This woman is claiming she's got a demonic attachment. And she, she is showing some signs that it's possible, but she's not doing what we're asking to do. So basically she's coming to us for help. And I said, okay, ma'am, I said, what you need to do is you need to go to the doctor because you've lost a lot of weight in a short period of time. You've got a medical issue going on with that. Okay. It's making you weak and then it could be affecting you psychologically. She refuses to go to the doctor. So her partner that lives with her is disabled and in a wheelchair and she's begging, please send a team out of here. I said, no. I said, if you, if she won't go to the doctor, then bring the doctor to her, call 911 Get the paramedics there. She can refuse transport if she wants to, but I need a medical professional to be eyes on and, 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 and look at, take a look at this woman. And if she's in that bad of shape, then they can probably force her to go or she's going to die. 
You know, yeah. these are the things we get involved in, but we're not just going to go out there without this, these steps being taken. You need to have a physical psychological evaluation and share that information with us. Now, if she does all that and the doctors are like, clear her and say, look, we can't find anything wrong. She's of sound mind. She may have an attachment and then, then we can go to work. You know, then we'll send a team out there and, and we'll go out and see if she's got an aversion to, you know, religious objects. So I, father Ken and I just did a deliverance when, when I was up in New York, we had something happen there. I'll tell you about it if you want me to later, but, so anyway, we, we have protocols that we follow. But what one thing is mind-boggling to me is if you're calling me begging, literally begging for my help, then why aren't you doing what I'm asking you to do? You know? Now, yeah. I can't explain it. And it happens more often than you would think. And then they then they ghost you. Then they won't call you back. And now you're sitting there Because they're guilty. I, or well, I have directors I saying, Joe, I haven't heard from this guy in, in weeks. He won't, he won't call, my ba- call me back. I said... You can't do anything about it. I said, maybe he was full of shit. Excuse my French. I said, no, we don't but know. It's right. But why are they? Yeah. But that's, that, that's the thing, Joe. We can't, you can't just jump out. Like you say, on a plane or on a three mile hike no. or our three hour no, hike. Because, just because someone's uh, newspaper wrapper fell on the ground and they go, whoops. You know what I mean? Like you got to have no, some sort no. of, uh, uh, you know, many different reasons why people do this. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it could be some form of uh, mental disorder. They could have uh, depression issues or alcohol abuse or drug right. abuse issues. Right. Yeah. And they, and they may really, you know, I, 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 when I lecture, I tell people, I said, these, some of these people aren't lying to me. They really do believe they have this affliction. I said, it's our right. job to try and help them realize that they don't. Okay. In their minds, it's very real, but I'll, I'll, I'll interview a family separately and I'll go in there and I'll talk to the wife and she'll tell me, I see this apparition. This happens, this happens. Something touches me when I'm sleeping and I'll talk to the husband and look at me and Joe, I don't, I don't see anything around here. I think she's nuts. I'm like, Oh no, she's not crazy. She really in her mind believes this, but it's my job to go backwards and say, okay, when did this start? Yeah. All right. When did, when did you begin having these alleged um, encounters? And then if you work your way backwards and you do your research, you do your research on the property, on the history of the property, on, on, on the people, uh, on the home, who lived there, do you do antiquing? Do you bring objects into your home that you don't know their origin? I mean, there's so many variables. It's not yeah. a cookie-cutter approach. Every case is different, albeit yeah. some of them are similar. Every case is different, and you've got to treat it as such. No, you know, that's, so, that's smart. I mean, that's just a logical way. I got to get to some questions because they're piling in. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jim. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, don't be sorry, brother. It's 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 just the fuck, the chat. They keep on clogging it up. And I love you guys in chat. Uh, everybody, Tom, Tom McGuire. Oh, Jimmy, Mr. Haunted. Jimmy uh, from Nesper. Jimmy's joining us. You must know him. Uh, Jimmy Pantanino. Yeah. He yeah, still owes <laughs> he says, what's up? He's in chat saying hi, everybody. Okay, let me get to the questions. Now, I know, guys, sorry, they're coming. Uh, my girlfriend, Heather, actually, Heather Caminiti, which in Heather, uh, Chris McKittle uh, mm-hmm. thinks very highly of her. We met Chris a couple years ago, uh, 2017. She wants to know what qualifies someone to be a demonologist uh, such as yourself and Chris. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah you got to do your homework. For, you know, you have to study. Year, years uh, of, I was yeah. In- it takes years. I mean, it's not like, you know, a demonologist by definition is someone that studies demons, basically. And there are many of them. Wow. 
you know, I, I learned a lot from Ed Warren. I'm still learning. I have a bunch of books that I, I look through or, you know, if I'm looking for a lower level demon, higher level demon, you know, but you need, you need to study. You need to find someone to, to mentor you. You can't just go out and start investigating, you know, demonic cases because you're, you're going to be a target and you probably get affected in some way, shape or form. You know, you just, you know, we tell people all the time, if you want to be an investigator, if your heart's in the right place, all right, it's not for fame or fortune. You know, for me, it was a vocation. This isn't an occupation. Okay. I'm a poor man today because of this work, because a lot of this stuff comes out of my pocket and I'm happy to do it because I'm helping somebody. What you get back is immeasurable. What you get back when you see the face of a family that is, is relieved that whether or not they had a problem, now they believe that it's been resolved. But, yeah. You know, you, you need to study under somebody. I studied under Ed Warren, who was a great teacher. I wish we still had him because I still have so many questions. Oh, um, the things we can learn from Lorraine, you know, too. I mean, you know what's funny? Lorraine You're not was to... a sweetheart. Oh, she, oh, I can't imagine. God, you're so lucky to meet her. I got to go to the house. Uh, the, Chris's last day in America was the meeting with Annabelle with Nesper. And that's where I met Jimmy yeah. and Tony and all them in 2000, uh, uh, 2000, help me out, 2019, right after Lorraine and my mother died, actually. And I get to meet oh. Chris. Uh, were you there? Sorry, that I didn't day? get to meet you because I was probably there. I was probably there. I just didn't. Were you there that morning? I went up to go pick him up to go out to eat to go to the airport. He had a friend just leave. I wonder if that was you. He said he had a long friend, long time friend just leave. It was poor. It might have been me. I don't. I don't remember what I did yesterday. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I spent a lot of time at the house uh, when Chris lived there. I was there a lot oh. to help him out. Um, I tell you, man, they were. All these movies weren't around. Amityville was, but Amityville, you watch Amityville, they don't talk about the Warrens at all. They weren't in it for that. They were in it like you say. All these, and I, and I try to be nice to people. I don't mean to be a jerk, part of my language, but Joe, 90%, if not 95% of the field is in it for TikTok videos and bubblegum parties. And I've been here yeah. and let's go take, they don't really, people aren't, people go to places to look up spirits and bring Ouija boards just to get kicks. No one really yeah, helps that, people, Joe. That's that's dangerous. I mean, is that Nesper, fair to say? I um, mean, you know, Jim, Jimmy, and Rick, and the guys at Nesper. I mean, they're great. I've well, known they Jimmy are. And Rick. Well, they are. But I'm talking about your average Joe Smoke. Your average Joe Smoke that goes to a sanatorium on the weekends and pays fifty bucks to go have a pizza overnight and conjure. Come on, come on, touch me. Then they leave. Yeah. And the next person goes there, and the ghost is pissed, and they cause a rasp on them. They cause more damage than good, Joe. You know? See, whether you know it or not, that's a form of divination right there because you are, through your own free will, inviting something to whatever to touch you. You don't need the Ouija board. You know, you don't need to have a seance. Just having a spirit box session. I mean, you're opening doors. People don't realize how dangerous that can be. You know, they, have a, they buy all this ghost hunting equipment, which is BS, I think. I don't, I don't believe in most of this stuff. I don't either. Theory. I mean, I I've, I've, I've got some of the equipment. My, my buddy has some of the equipment. We've used it. We've got some good results with it, but it is not scientifically proven. I don't care who you are. It's not scientifically proven. You know, I'm an old school guy. I go in there with my, my, my you know, I could say my Felix the Cat bag of tricks, you know, and I'm probably showing my age there because a lot of people <laughs> probably don't know who Felix the Cat is. I go in there and I have my bag. I have my crucifix. I have my holy water. I have my Bible. I, I have my it? rosary beads that were given to me by Lorraine Warren. I have my rosary beads that I got from, from, from Rome. You know, I, I have powerful um, weapons. But my the biggest weapon and most powerful weapon is my faith. 
I was just going to say your faith. faith. I was just going to say it, Joe. Well, yes. Without my faith, all those objects I just mentioned are just nothing but inanimate objects. They mean your nothing. faith is what gives them the power. Without your faith, those those objects are powerless. It's like having a sword, yeah. and if you don't believe in it, the sword turns to rubber. It's not steel anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, Joe. I mean, that's why you know, I'm so blessed a, to know you. Well, there's a saying that I love to, to repeat. It says, do not fear the snares of Satan. He is powerless against the children of God. We are all children of God. We're all brothers and sisters. That's why I treat everyone with equal respect. You know, that's why I say, be humble. I do not like egos. Anybody, and there's a lot of egos in this, in this work, you know. I mean, like I said, this is a vocation for me. It's not an occupation. I don't make any money at it. Yes, when I do lectures, I am paid for my time. You know, but well, when I have a family, comes, well, I mean, I, the last three, the last three gigs I just did were on me. I paid my own travel. I drove my like car. The New Hampshire thing. You know? We're going to New Hampshire to go do the train station. But while you're there, you might as well do a function so you can at least cover your hotel and your fucking gas prices. Right? Yeah, well, no. I, I, you know, your knowledge the closure, a little bit. The, the, the people from the railroad station are paying my expenses. They're, they're providing hotel rooms. They're paying for my travel. Um, so, uh, so they are taking care of that. What we can ask if we're going on a case, if I got to jump on a plane and fly across the country, which I've had to do oftentimes, we we would ask the family to cover the expenses. However, I will say this. If the family cannot afford to cover those expenses, I'm not going to say I'm I'm not coming. I'll I'll just, I'll pay for it myself because I'm not going to leave someone hanging. It's not about money. That's amazing. It's never been about money. It's been about helping people. And that's what the Warrens did. The Warrens That's, never charged a cent to help people. They made their money through their books and their lectures. Yep. yep. And, and, and that's and if why Chris McKenna people, loves if you. you. If you if, well, you know, it, you know, I tell people, listen, the Warrens were wonderful people. And the naysayers out there and the negative people, they didn't know them as people. I did. Jimmy did. Rick did. And if you insult the Warrens, I'm telling you right now, you insult me. And that's not something you want to do. I'm just no, saying amen. that. I'm, okay, because no. my job in this foundation is to help people, but secondly, and maybe more importantly, is to protect the Warren name. All right, they're good people. They were like grandparents to me. I loved them dearly. As Chris always says, like my grandfather loved you. He didn't like me. He loved you. I said, yeah, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but really, Chris told I mean, me he popped him on the back just, of the head a couple of times. <laughs> all we want to do is carry on their work in their name. Lorraine wanted this. Her and Chris talked about this for many years, you know, and I was honored to be asked to be a part of it. And I'm just and trying are, to do Joe. what I can do to help everybody. Make, you know, I think you're um, making them proud. Um, a lot of people were jazzed. I know Nicole Gaspard is. She's not here. In, oh, she's in chat now. Killer. That's funny. I looked down. She's in chat. But I know a lot of people look up to you, not only because we're members too, but outside of the field, of course, people just look up to you. Um, you're very humble, but you're very loving, and you're very... We get some more questions, Joe. I'm sorry. Um, oh, you're very kind. I appreciate it. I'm oh, blushing. well, no, man. Like, I, And you're a busy fucking cat. you got something tomorrow. You had something the other day. I mean, like I said, you just got done the parafunction thing with, with Kenneth Torres, and um, um, I know his name, too. I just... Ah, uh, man, I know him. He just put on the Dark Waters Con in New York. He's a oh, member of Frankie. Frankie. Frankie Frank and Nate uh, Frankie Nate Frank, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. Frankie put on an awesome paracon up there. It was, it was oh, very I diverse. To go so bad. It was very. Oh, I wish you were there. I mean, but um, we actually had, uh, as I mentioned, I know you want to get some questions, but a young gentleman and his friend came in. A young, he's probably mid twenties. That's young to me. Um, 
and this gentleman um, uh, believed he had a, some kind of attachment that he's been afflicted by for some a number of years. And uh, we actually, uh, Archbishop Torres and I, uh, you know, discerned that he may have an attachment and brought him into another room, uh, you know, for about oh, half hour, 45 minutes. And we did, we read some prayers of deliverance, which is a very effective um, layman's form of exorcism. It's not an exorcism, but the, the deliverance prayers can be prayed over someone by, by anyone. But again, you have to have the faith in the words or it ain't going to yeah. work, yeah. you know, and this, this gentleman did have quite a, an aversion to religious objects. I had a, I had a crucifix in, in my hand that no one knew about. And this was a trick taught to me by Ed. And I, you know, as I sat the gentleman down, I put that crucifix on the back of his neck and he had quite a reaction. Really? He had, he had no idea I had it in my hand. I just lightly pat, touched the back of his neck with, with this crucifix. And I, and I used the one that I got from the Pope in the Vatican. It was oh. by the Pope, I should say. He wasn't he putting Vatican. on a show. He didn't know what it was. Wow. Uh, yeah, no. And, and that's, you know, that's a trick that Ed taught me. He's like, yeah, they'll have an, a, a, an aversion to these religious artifacts, but without knowing it's there, you know. Um, so that was an interesting case. Again, totally unexpected, but we were not unprepared. Always be prepared. So, Ed was smart, sorry, man. I mean, he was he, he he was one of the people that survived being what uh, in the military. Wasn't he part of a team that was captured or lost or something? And he survived. Uh, no, he was on a he was on a ship, I believe, that was sunk. Um, That's what it fire, was. And and he actually saved a bunch of lives. He was in the navy. My dad oh, was in the stuff. navy too. They might have oh. known each other. I don't know. Oh, man, um, the stuff Ed, Ed was a wonderful guy. He was a very loving gentleman. Uh, he's very kind to me. I owe him so much. I, I miss him every day. I mean, I wish he's I proud of you, brother. Both of them. I can well, see I that. Hope I'm, I'm, I hope so. I oh, hope he so. is. I, um, I know he's with me. I know he's helping protect me. I know he is. He's me. with all. I think he's with everybody who, who wants him to be. I went to his grave with Heather. I went to his house. And I couldn't thank him and Lorraine enough just for, 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 for guiding me and just for being an inspiration and not being, you know, just all this. You don't hear a lot of bad stuff. I know Ed was rough around the edges, but for the most part, man, you know. Um, all right. Good questions. You know, I'm I, sorry, guys. <laughs> um, well, let me just say this. Yeah, go Ed, ahead. Ed, Warren, Ed Warren was a wonderful guy. All right. Yeah. If, he, if he didn't like you for some reason, you'd know it because he did have a temper. But I, I was never the recipient of that. As Chris said, Ed, Ed, Ed did love That's me. That's a good thing. <laughs> that good, yeah, yeah, that was a good thing. That actually leads me right to my next question. Of course, King, Ross Prospero, the, the owner, who's who's hooked me up with my year-long radio show here, Ross. Thank you so much for my primo slot to talk with great people like I have now. Um, uh, Joe Franke from the Warren Legacy Foundation and, and, and so much more. Just an all-around great human being that does lectures. Please follow him on Facebook. Facebook, if you can. Um, that brings us to my next question, Joe. Uh, the, the infamous incident with the Perron family. He wants to know if it's true that uh, Mr. Perron socked Ed in the nose. And I guess Jimmy Jimmy P, Mr. Hunter, was saying that Lorraine was tougher or whatever. But uh, I guess people say it's hearsay or they're not quite sure. But do you know any truth to that? Were you involved in the conjuring? I, I, I was not. That, the conjuring, uh, that, that case was, I did believe, 1971. It was early 70s. 1971. Okay. I was three. I was three years old. Oh, okay. Uh, but I, okay, I, I can tell you. I can tell you this, and I, to answer the question, I don't know. I've never ever uh, heard Ed or Lorraine uh, tell me that that happened, and I'm not, certainly not calling Andrea a liar because Andrea's a friend of mine. I don't know. 
um, you know, if that if that actually happened. Um, yeah. But I, I've I've heard the rumors as well. Uh, I hope it didn't happen. You know, because the the Warrens were there to try and help this family. Um, right. I, I mean, they they did they did to some degree. Um, but, but I don't know. And, and, and I wouldn't even speculate. Uh, I'm not going to do that because I'd be disrespectful because they're not here. Well, you know, that's uh, fair. And I'm glad I you're appreciate not the question. I appreciate the question. No, no. Just, I, don't, <laughs> no, I appreciate I don't the know. honest answer, man. If you don't know, you don't no. know. I don't want to put you in the hot seat. I want you to make something. Out of this uh, I don't know, but I, I do know that n- I've never heard anyone, Ed or Lorraine or any of your family members ever say that to me. Well, that's, see, that's, that's all we need to know then. That. And that's, nope. we'll leave that at that. No, don't be sorry, my friend. No one wants you. To, I don't want you to fib. So, and you're not gonna fib because you're an honest guy, and well, God knows it. I won't. Well, I Jimmy, Mister Hot, straight shooter. Good, and that's why we love you. That's why you're on. I don't have people that come on. I don't. I don't bring people on to kiss their ass. I bring people on that I want to get to know and that are real in this field. Because there's so many mm. people that aren't real in this field, as you know. And I don't want backstabbers and big mouths and big heads that are on paranormal nine one one and think they rule the field because they're on some show and read a script. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. I digress. So Jimmy Pentanino, Mr. Haunted, said that Ed was a boxer and fought in a real match. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Mm. Um, yeah, I had another, forgotten that. Yeah. I had um, forgotten Nicole, that, Jimmy. Thanks. Jimmy, call me, Jimmy. I want to talk to you. <laughs> Jimmy's good people. <laughs> Give me a Charles, call. I haven't seen Jimmy in years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charles Fulton says, great information tonight. Great guest. Thank you so much uh, for coming on, oh, Joe. Thank you. So that's from Charles uh, Fulton, great. Uh, he's been a listener. Very for a kind while. of you, Charles. Thank you. Uh, Nicole Gaspard, fellow Warren Legacy Foundation member, joins in. She says she's looking forward to having you back on her show, uh, Joe, and yeah. wants to know what's the last thing you learned about working with the Warren Warrens. What's like the one of the last? Well, you're still learning, I guess, right? From them. Oh God, I mean, there's so much I've learned. There's so much stuff uh, that I need to learn. I mean, there's so many questions I have. I'd love to be able to pick up the phone and call one of them. You know, um, because I don't know everything, you know, and, uh, you know, every case is different. Matter of fact, there was a case that we had some years ago. uh, Lorraine was getting on in here. She was probably in her her mid 80s at that point. And um, I had a pretty bad case in Connecticut. And I was consulting with Lorraine on the phone because I would always call her. She'd say, honey, she called everybody, honey. I hear that. No. Lorraine, I'm not going to call you three in the morning, you know, but, you know, um, <laughs> I was consulting with her and um, I, this was a pretty bad case. And I remember uh, Judy actually contacted me. I don't know if it was on the phone or through message, but I, Judy asked me not to bring her mother there. She just had a feeling that something was really bad. And it, and it was, it was a bad case. Um, and of course, I love Judy and Tony. They're, they're like family to me. I've known them all my adult life. You know, they're wonderful people. Uh, and they're carrying on um, Lorraine and Ed's work as well. Um, but I'll never forget that. That's the first and only time that that's happened. And, uh, you know, she's, I remember Judy saying something to the fact that, Joe, I, I, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't bring my mom to that house. And I said, wow. of course not, Judy. You know, I, I, would, re- I would definitely respect your wishes. Uh, she, she didn't mind, obviously, if I was consulting with her on the phone, but um, you know, she was a big help to me guiding me through that case. Even with all the years experience I had at that point, I didn't, I don't know everything, you know, and, uh, I do have, I, I, I believe here, I have some notes that I've took and I had a flood some about 20 years ago. I lost a lot of evidence. Um, I had a lot of videotapes and stuff like that. And I lost it all. Uh, I have some oh. pictures. 
but um, yeah, I mean, I know I digress, folks. I'm sorry, but I learned. Well, but so in your head, though, like under your belt and in your head, you've got even you witnessed exorcisms, you witnessed demonic possessions, you witnessed natural hauntings, yeah, and Jimmy, everything in between, right? Jimmy and I were on a couple of exorcisms together where we were like holding people down and, you wow. know, Archbishop McKenna would be performing the exorcism. And, you know, it's not like it happens on TV where your head spills, spins around and start spitting out pea soup and all that. <laughs> Normally it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty relaxed. You know, the, the, the person kind of goes into a trance. You'll sometimes see the, like what happened up in New York, the guy's eyes rolled back in his head. His facial, facial features were contorted a little bit. Uh, the only time he really got, you know, went a little haywire is when I held the, the item to his, to his back of his neck. And when um, Archbishop Torres was, was blessing him with holy water, you know, wow. um, and, it was, you know, it, believe me, I, I don't like doing that stuff. I mean, it's not that I'm afraid. It's just, you know, it's not fun. People are like, oh, I'd love to see that. No, you no. wouldn't. You know, I've had people say, oh, I'd love to get punched or scratched or bitten or thrown across the room. I'm like, no, you wouldn't. I, I said, because if you did, you'd probably soil yourself. You know, these are the people, <laughs> again, with the egos and stuff. And, and, and I, I just can't stand egos. It drives me crazy. That's funny you say that because I was just going to say, careful what you wish for. A lot of these people go in going, oh man. And I tell them it's like fishing. Like we mentioned earlier, kind of like the ghost. They don't, you know what I mean? You can go 30 times and not catch nothing. That 31st time you caught something. They come out when they feel like it. And those people that want it, if you talk to people that have actually seen it, they get scared shitless and they run out of there soiling their pants. <laughs> it's true, Joe. You're right. People yeah, want to see that. They think it's Hollywood. They're safe. It's scary stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of places if there is alleged activity um, and it's like a vacant place, you, then what are you going looking for trouble for? Let let sleeping dogs lie, I tell people. Don't stir the hornet's nest. Because oh, yes, now, yes. once you've done that, you know, I said, I'm not. don't call me up and expect me to come in with a proton pack on my back and suck the thing up and stick it in my ecto chamber. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> no. I mean, look no. at Father Amorth. Father, you know, Father Amorth, I was just watching something recently, a documentary that was done before he passed away. Nine exorcisms on this woman. Nine. And they still were not effective. Wow. He had set up a plans to have a tenth, but he passed away before he could do that. You know, <laughs> I mean, he was the chief exorcist. You know, at the Vatican, you know, so it, it, it's not like you go in there, you know, for 20 minutes and, you know, okay, it's gone now. Next, <laughs> just in a puppy mill, you know, yeah. it, no. people just, they have so, so many misconceptions about things. And, uh, you know, that's why I lecture because I like to take the knowledge I've learned from my mentors and share that with people, whether you believe it or not. It's fine. I'm, I said, I'm like Fox News. I report, you decide. I'm not going to try to change anything. <laughs> uh, Joe, I love better that. Be, well, I'm like, you just better be respectful. I've never had yeah. a heckler at one of my lectures because I, I am my own security. <laughs> and like, you know, if you have a dissenting opinion or a tough question, go right ahead. But don't accuse me of my evidence being fake because I took the picture. Well, when you come uh, to New Hampshire, I'll picture. be your fucking bouncer, dude. When you come to New Hampshire, yeah, I'm going no, to that lecture. We, don't, we won't need. I want. I want you to come and enjoy yourself. We, we won't need that. It's just you know. I get. I, I, it takes a lot to get me upset, but when I will get upset is when people you know talk poorly about the Warrens. And there's people out there that didn't like them. I'm like, well, you didn't like them. How can you say that when you didn't know them? 
They say, yeah. oh, they made this up. They lied. No, they didn't. You just, you don't know who they are. I knew them as people. You know, I knew them as people. I mean, I went to dinner with them. I've gone to their house for dinner. They've come to my house for dinner many times over the years. Aww. They were good people. They were like grandparents to me. I'm sure, you know, my colleagues that are listening, Jimmy, Rick, you know, they've been around since the, I think the early nineties, these guys, they knew them as people. The people out there today didn't know Ed Warren because he's been gone for so long. They didn't know him yeah. at all. Yeah. And, and they, and they trash him. I'm telling people, if you, if you talk bad about the Warrens, you might as well just figure you're punching me in the face oh, because I will defend and a lot them. of people. And yeah. Yeah. I don't like, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not trying to get hot, but you know, no, I, oh, no, you're I, I heard recently Joe. that pissed me off and, and I won't get into a war of words on Facebook with anybody about it, but I just say, look, you didn't know them. So keep your mouth shut. I'll say, you, you know, know what? Like, Everybody in this field owes it to them. I mean, Hans Holzer was great, but the Warrens brought this, brought what we do out of the people thought we were, it, dude, let's be honest, Joe, tw 30 years ago, what you're doing now, people would think you're in an insane asylum trying to deal with spirits and trying to deal with it. They wouldn't agree with yeah. that. The Warrens took the hecklers, took the whole kook thing, like they say in the Conjuring one, we're kooks, we're crazies, and they took it to light, and they made it mainstream. And then people like Zach Baggins and these douchebags made it a Hollywood thing and putting silk yeah. shirts on with the crosses, 55 crosses around your throat, and challenging spirits, come on and get me. Now everybody on the well, weekend gets back and, 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 and look, and look at him now. I know. Look at him from his first episode and look at him now. The guy's lost his mind. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's all about, well, yeah, is he famous? Yeah, he's famous and he's pretty he's still worship he's got him, though. Money. But I you know what? It. Well, that's because don't people don't know any better. They don't know any better. I, I have a saying I always say we mock what we don't understand. Him. No, okay? you're right. You can't. No, I, look, I don't care for these people either, but I'm not going to badmouth anybody, especially publicly, you know, but yeah. they don't know what's waiting for them. Okay, he's been affected. His crew's been affected. You could see it. Oh, you know, it's a house he bought that house in, in Gary, Indiana, sight unseen, because he thought it was a cool story. You think it's cool that these children and this family was terrorized? You think that's cool? And then you no. go and you buy the house and you bring people in there, and every one of those people get affected. Finally, you, you just bulldoze the place. You, you know, which, that's on him. It's not going to go away. You know, those affections, those affections some, are on he, him. He, He's done a lot of foolish things. Let me just put it that way. All right. And, we got about, and, yeah, we got about 10 minutes Because left. they love his show. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And, of course, and the girls think he's cute. And it's a whole... He's got a haunted place in Las hey, Vegas. I'm cute. I think you're adorable, Joe. Uh, Joe, we got, no, about five, adorable. we got about 10 minutes left. We can go a little bit over. But I got some more questions I want to hit up real quick. Um, All right. This hour flew by. Uh, Heather Witchin says another question. Thank you so much, Heather. I appreciate the question. Witchin Heather came in and he says, hey, Joe, um, quick question. Can children uh, that have free will, basically, um, at a certain age, would they reach free will knowing their consequences? Do you think they kind of know when free will's done, so to speak? Uh, That's a great question. I don't know. Children, in my opinion, are very innocent. Um, you know, and, you know, children are very uh, uh, curious. I mean, if, if you're asking if a child can invite something in, I mean, I guess they could, but I don't know if they know better. Yeah, that's right. At an early age, you should be teaching children not to play with these, you know, forms of divination like Ouija boards. Yeah, and I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. Crystals and pendulums and stuff like that. But children are very susceptible. I've worked on a lot of cases where there are children involved and the children are actually the ones being attacked. And that pisses me off. 
that's why I get involved. This case I was talking about that Judy called me and asked me not to bring the rain. There were twin ch- children involved. They were about 18, years old, uh, 18 months old at the time. And they were being physically attacked. They had marks on their bodies. And, oh, you know, no. Their fingerprints on their face, like somebody slapped them. And, you know, they were, the, the children were, were being targeted. You know, but I, I feel children are, are very innocent. They're very open to this stuff. They're very curious. But they, they you know, depending on the age of the child, they, they, they really don't know any better. They need to be taught. You know, I, I mean, agree. I remember when, my, when I was a kid, my, my aunt's like, oh, I got some board games for you. Here's a Ouija board. My mother's like, throw that right in the garbage. <laughs> my mother knew, you know, I didn't know any better at that time. Like, oh, what's this? You know? Yeah. But I don't, I don't think yeah, kids even I mean, care about that shit. We're too busy with our cars and our G.I. Joe figures and playing with a fucking no. board, you know? I mean, t- kids think ghosts are like Casper the Friendly Ghosts on TV or whatever. Right. They, they, they probably don't fully understand the concept. And another thing I'll say is some of these investigators out there are bringing their children on cases, which is ridiculous. That's okay? kind of weird to I mean, me. My kids, my kids want to get involved in this. My girls are 23. I have twins, and my son's 27. And I tell them no. Well, you were 18 years old when you started. I said, yeah, but you're not me. And it's my <laughs> job to protect you because I'm mean, still your father. I don't Good want man. them involved in this. Adam. Good man, daddy. I don't want them involved. There's no, there's no reason for them, you know, maybe someday. I know they're getting older, but I, I just want to protect them because I know what can happen. I know it's happened to me. It's happened to friends of mine. And I want to protect them from that. That's like the boxer's son who doesn't want his kid to be a boxer because his daddy is. I fought, but you can't. I mean, that's the thing is these people that bring their kids in, they don't know the real dangers. When they oh, yeah, my little Timmy comes with me in. Yeah, but so he's, he's eight years old. We go to cemeteries and go play the Ouija board. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, why are you subjecting your kids to almost demonic, satanic stuff? But I just had I one of our foundation members go. I heard wanted to bring her pregnant sister on a case. Oh God Almighty! And, Let's and have Rosemary's once baby. I found out about that, I don't know if it's her sister or her daughter, so, but oh. the pregnant woman on a case that was supposed to be bad. I said no. Oh, oh I said, my God! Absolutely not. I'm like, what are you thinking? It, it wasn't. Wow. It wasn't a case related to the foundation. It was a case, I don't know, by their personal team or whatever. I'm like, look, if you no. even suspect that to be a demonic case, you shouldn't be going in there because you don't know what you're doing. They, they they had no knowledge of that stuff. You know? and, that, and, and, and the thing is, an, ex, an experienced, humble investigator will, will know their limitations. Remember like Clint Eastwood used to say, man's got to know his limitations or a woman, as the case may be. Yep. You got to know when you say, I'm in over my head. I need help. Let me call somebody. Well, and there yeah, are but people, Joe, and not only me, there's good people out there like Jimmy, like Rick, like, like the Nesper guys that can help them. Just reach out to one of us and we'll help you or we'll get you help. Right. Like you say, you're not an expert, but more or less, I mean, let's face it, Joe, any fucking buddy off the street tomorrow can say they're quote unquote, a paranormal investigator. There's no courses you take. There's no certificates. You get to be one, but someone with your, with your stability, your background, you've got a lot more than just someone who decided to get a bag of Fritos and go to a, uh, the Lizzie Borden house for the weekend with his EVP meter, and now he's a paranormal investigator. Everybody mm. and their brother claims to be one over bullshit credentials. You know what I'm saying? And that was well, what anybody could so say worse. anything they want, but you know what? Joe Frankie can back his up. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. There's a different line. There's a difference. I there mean, really I, is, man. I don't feel I have to, but you know, uh, you know, I don't have 
I don't have a diploma hanging behind me that says, you know, uh, demonologist or paranormal investigator. I think that's all BS. And, and, yeah. and it's pretty vain of somebody that thinks, oh, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a demonology course and I'll sign your diploma. Right. Well, who the hell are you? Right. right. You, you know, unless they, you know, unless it's a member of the clergy that's actually been to the Vatican and taken courses and, you know, mm-hmm. I, I would question that though, but there are people out there that exactly. do that and they charge. They charge for this stuff, and it's it's ridiculous. It's it's laughing, right. you know. But you know, people like me get lost in all the noise. I mean, when when I first started this work in the mid '80s, there was only a handful of people out there that I knew that did this work. You know, of course, you had the Warrens, you had John Zaffis, who's had the nephew. You know, good people um, that that were involved in this work. You know, Barry, Dr. Perataff out in the West Coast, and Lloyd Arbach. I mean, these are good people that, that knew, you know, something about something. Yeah. Now it seems like, you know, you if you Google paranormal, you get thousands of people that pop up in teams and, oh you know, God. hey, look at me and saturated. look at my website, look at my YouTube page. I don't have a YouTube page. I have a, a personal Facebook page. And then they go to TikTok. these conventions. And, Instagram. Oh, they go to conventions and sell that, t-shirts and bumper stickers, and they're a dime a dozen now, Joe. They've watered you know, it down. I, I um, don't go to many of these conventions. If I go, I go to speak, but rarely do I go. This year, I did two. I did two conventions, but I, but I did it uh, because I'm the face of the foundation along with Chris. Well, you, you know, guys spread the word. You're more professional. You're not well, just yeah, going to I mean, we're representing the foundation, and right. you know, we want we want to expand our membership, but I'm very tough. You know, Chris is like, oh, if it's up to you, you won't let anybody in. I said, well, no, <laughs> I'm not going to just let anybody in, you know, and we shouldn't. We need people of all walks of life, doctors, lawyers, um, uh, parapsychologists. You know, not everybody that's accepted is going to be an investigator. If you don't have any right. experience, but you know, if you're an ex- like, you know, if you're if you're an experienced researcher like you, I, you're invaluable to me because you know your stuff. You There's know many roles. There's many roles in the foundation. There's many for sure. many roles. Oh, we absolutely. All walks of life. We're non-denominational. We take people of all faiths. We'll take yeah. people of no faith. And I know we're running out you of know? time, Joe. But we got people yeah, all sorry. over. We got people in New Zealand, Britain. Right, Canada, Brazil, America, we've got, all over. We've got people, yeah, we've got people in England, we've got people in Spain, uh, Costa Rica, Central and South America. Uh, Cleo is our regional director in New Zealand. She covers New Australia, Zealand, Tasmania. Yep. I'm pressing her on we Facebook. We do. We have people others. all over the world. We're still growing, um, you know, and we have a board. Like I said, I'm chairman of the board, and we we have, um, you know, some very gifted board members. Chris is our CEO. You know, people come to me and I said, you know, that's a decision Chris has to make. I'll kick him to him. I'm like, no, I'm not going to abuse my authority, you know. And, uh, you know, so I, I know my place in the organization and I stay out of things unless somebody needs my help. But I, I love our chat, you know, though, because you're very informative and you include all of us. I don't feel like no one's the weak link in this group. I feel like we're all included no. uh, for the most part, no. which is kind of good. So I know we're running out of time. I'm sorry, King. Everybody's saying great show, which is awesome. Charles Fulton, George Cannon, Heather Witchin, uh, Jimmy the Hog Dog, or Ho Dog, it says, but Jimmy Patino, uh, Nicole Gaspard, Earl Morgan, Carlos Nunez, King and Chat. Real quick before we go, uh, Joe, I know, but just so people listening know, where can people reach you if they want to join and or have questions or need help with the Warrens uh, Legacy Foundation? Oh, Where's the well, you can go to warrenlegacy.com. If you want to reach me personally, you can just reach, send me a message through Facebook. I mean, uh, and I'll respond. 
you know, I have uh, my also my my page of Connecticut Paranormal Research Society. I'm, I got to admit, I'm not on the page a heck of a lot. But if I get a message through there, it'll come to my phone. You know, uh, my email is jfranky at warrenlegacy.com. Again, that's jfranky, F-R-A-N-K-E, no I, at warrenlegacy.com if they want to send me an email. Um, but, you know, if someone needs help or, or just wants to ask a question, Please just give me give me a little time to answer it because I've been a little bit busy, but um, I will get back to you. I promise. I'll quit being modest. This is like your fourth podcast, and you got like four, this is like your third fucking meeting in like about a month. You've been all over the place. <laughs> you well, have been a busy. I mean, cat. a lot of our a lot of our <laughs> members, Adam, like yourself, have 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 podcasts, and I'm happy to do them. I'm not going to say I'll do Adams, but I won't do the calls. You know, uh, you know, I. Uh, I love to be on. I love to talk, as you guys have <laughs> found out by now. Um, well, for just, someone who's uh, got credentials and who's someone who's been through a lot, you're definitely like humble. And I, 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 I call you friend, but I want to call you brother because I feel like I just want to meet well, you now. We're all brothers Next, and sisters, get, Adam. You are my brother. Oh, uh, I we're gotta all have brothers a and sisters. Let's get a lobster roll at Neville Lighthouse this winter or spring or something or next summer well, even. Let's I, I will. Up. I promise you, I will let you know because I want to go before Christmas because I missed okay. the fall. Because I've been traveling, you know, I just, I did Florida, I did Virginia. We, wow. uh, can I just say this though? Can, can I ask for everybody's prayers for a gentleman uh, down in the Virginia? I think he's in North Carolina. Oh. What I did in Virginia, we did a fun ghost hunt in honor of a gentleman. He's 43 years old and he's dying of, he's got terminal brain cancer, stage four brain cancer. He's got a beautiful Jeez. wife and some young children. He's 43 years oh. old. I won't mention his name, but if people could just pray for him, I'm praying that he wakes up one morning and that brain cancer is gone. Praying for a miracle because we all know that it's possible. But, you know, it's going to be a sad day if I get an email or a phone call that he's passed. But his make-a-wish, his wish was to do, as far as I understand, was to do a public ghost hunt with us, with Chris and I and the foundation. And I was happy to go down there and, and make that wish possible and i pray that's what for it's him about joe his family so you're making could memories me praying for this gentleman oh yeah that's what it's, it's about it's about make people. local news there's not gonna be about a movie about that helping people that's what it's yeah. about joe. i don't care you know uh, somebody's like oh you should make a movie about your life i don't want a movie about my life i just write a book joe write a book write a biography joe i've got to I've got, I've got, a, I've got a book I've been trying to write for years. I just can't get out of my own way. But it's going to be a, <laughs> either a series of books or it's going to be a very thick one. So, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I just, I, I, I'm going to do it. Hopefully, I've just been dealing with some health issues of my own. Um, whether they're related to the work I do or not, I don't know. I could never know for sure. But um, it's, you know, fortunately and unfortunately, it's allowing me more time to spend with this work. Uh, a lot wow. of it I do remotely and through Zoom and StreamYard and things like that. But if I am healthy enough to travel, uh, I will. You know, I, I will when I when I have to. But my wife keeps a tight leash on me because <laughs> she doesn't want to lose me. Uh, behind every good man's a strong woman, they say, Joe. And God That's bless right. you in prayers, right. man. Hope and healing. Um, we got three minutes left. We can go ten minutes over. So uh, we got three minutes. Um, anything that I haven't touched on that you'd like to? mention as far as anything oh, for, goes for me 
Just anything. Oh, well, no, I just, if anybody's interested in the foundation, just, you know, please go to warrenlegacy.com. Um, you know, our bios are up there. I, I believe the information is there if you'd like to join. I mean, we're open to all applicants. And, uh, you know, um, if, if oh, I got a question for you, Joe. Yeah. I got a question from Adam, the historian ghost hunter. I got a question from the host. Um, what's your bucket list? Give me one or two bucket. Give me an American bucket list and a worldwide bucket list of places you haven't been that you'd love to go. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, fun. everybody's got one. Um, yeah, give on me a couple. On top of my list, I, I really two, would two, like to go to. to. Well, top two is uh, Scotland uh, and Ireland. It would be the, the castles, some of the castles over there. Oh, and then I want to go to fourteen hundreds. Oh, I'd stuff. love to go there. Um, I was supposed to go at Ed and the Rain many years ago, and I couldn't get never went, huh? My job. I I regret that to this day because oh, my boss basically told me he's like we're t- we're too busy. He said if you leave if you go on this vacation, he said don't come back. That's exactly <laughs> what he said. And I was I was like twenty three years old, and I was afraid of losing my job. I'd knock his teeth out today. I'm like I'm leaving. Because, you know, they're gone now. And I'll never have that opportunity again to go. That's what I look at. Do you look back at, oh, I I lost that job? Or, oh, I went to fucking Scotland, Ireland. It's a sore sore subject with me. But the other places would be the (laughs) Winchester House. I'd like to go there. I'd like to go to Washoe Club. And I'd like to go to Alcatraz. Oh, so we're talking about like the Whaley House and the Winchester House. We're talking San Diego, like San Fran with Alcatraz. I've got people working on us doing lectures there and tours there, and hopefully 2023 will will yield some uh, some pretty good trips for us, and we can go and talk. I'm going to be speaking at colleges and universities. Oh. And, I know, tell you what, Joe, we got a minute up, left. So. <laughs> oh, that's I, that's great. We got a minute left. I'd love to have you come on my vodcast. It's on Tuesdays sure. at 7 p.m. It's visual. It's off through Streamyard. Yeah. It's on Facebook. I have to put makeup on though, but. Oh, well, that's all right. You, I got you, a, you, you, you a face for radio. <laughs> you, well, <laughs> we'll put you and Chris on. I've had Chris on before on New Year's Day. We'll have you and Chris on. We'll do like a little round table or something. Um, but, man, it was a sure. pleasure talking to you. I'm really excited oh, to see you at you Knuckle, enough. and I'd love Maybe. to see you at the New Hampshire train station. Let me know when that goes down, man. I want to come down to see you in yeah. a couple of weeks. I'll drive down. I'll, I'll, two hours keep away. You, uh, I'll keep you posted, I promise. But, Maine, I definitely want to head up there before uh, Christmas. Let's do both. Let's do the, the train trestle, and I'll watch your, yeah. your 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 thing the next. I'll get a hotel that night, and I'll watch your thing the next day. Your lecture, and then we'll come up to Maine. We'll get lobster rolls by the lighthouse and fucking yep. moonlight it right well, there. That, and yep, that lecture is already scheduled. And I mean, there's there's no information yet, though. I haven't heard from the guy, but it's going to happen in two weeks. So I said, uh, you got two awesome. weeks to fill the seats. I think the seat the place seats about a hundred people. Give me yeah, uh, need- give me some. Give me some stuff on Facebook that I can share my groups and all my stuff, and I'll try to get some. Okay. I got a lot of friends in New York, uh, New Hampshire. Yeah, as soon as I get the information from the marketing manager up there, I'm going to put it on Facebook, and, and I'll share it with you. No, please do. I know you're a busy right. cat. I, I would love it if you could come. I know it's a long drive for you, but I'd love to see you. Oh, it'd be worth it to you. I know you just did a lot with uh, Heather uh, Langdon, PhD, who's a great uh, – I had her as a guest as well. Um, oh, we gotta yeah, go. We're out of time. Ever. We're ten minutes over. I got so much more I could talk to you about. So let's leave our guests, our, our <laughs> listeners. In suspense. Well, we'll just do it again sometime. <laughs> Please, I would love that. And like I said, the vodcast. This will be up on iTunes tomorrow, on Mixler, on Spotify, my YouTube channel, which is historically haunted. It's all my old episodes because it's it's a listen only, but you can still listen to it on YouTube. That way, it's the hard copy forever. And uh, and I'll also tag you on my Facebook page in the, tomorrow. So. 
Awesome. Um, You've been so gracious. Thank you. Thank you to your listeners. Uh, God bless you all. Oh, God bless you, you, Joe Frankie. God, my, my, my mom, God bless her soul sent you in my life because the Warren legacy, um, even though we, we haven't met a lot of us, you guys are there for me. And it's like the family I never had and the one I always wanted and, and needed. And, uh, Dude, you're always there for me. You know that. I know that because you give me your number and you told me. And uh, I appreciate that, and Joe. I meant you're it. a man. I meant it. You can call it's me anytime. I don't care if it's three o'clock in the morning. I may not answer, but you can call me. <laughs> you can see when you get up and go, oh, shit, Adam, call me. I better call him. It's an emergency. Uh, I tell um, everybody that. I say, look, if you're calling me at three o'clock in the morning, that means you need me for something. Maybe you need money or cab fare. I don't know. But <laughs> not many people. You call like me for left, anything. Though. Not many people like uh, you left in the world. So I need to meet you. I need to hug you and get a picture and talk and hang out with you in yeah. person, share a drink or food with you. Just trying um, to make so the please, world a little better one one person at a time. You know? You're doing it. You're making people feel good. So keep in contact with me. Message me tomorrow or later today. And I'll get you the hard copy up. And uh, we're going to go. They're kicking me out. Um, awesome. But great talking to Joe Frankie from the Warren Legacy Foundation for, for Paranormal Research, led by Chris McKennell, the grandson of Ed and Lorraine Warren. And um, he runs the, the Connecticut chapter two and um thank you so much for being my guest to get kicked me out thank you so much joe frankie and uh, we'll talk to you very thank soon you. and uh first episode of season two on the historically haunted show on paranormal king radio network say good night joe god bless good night everyone god bless you all follow this man great man thanks everybody have a great night god bless Hello, this is Adam Began, and I'm the host of Historically Haunted Show, where I talk about some very rare historical and haunted locations that I visited. I also interview some of the very best in the paranormal and cryptozoology field. So tune in every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Paranormal King Radio Network and prepare to be educated about the unknowns.